Good evening, Demon fans, and welcome back to the Demon Land podcast. My name is Andy, and well, this should have been called weeks ago, but I was stubbornly uh, holding out hope that we could turn this train wreck of a season around, but uh, 2019 is officially over, or is it? Yes, I think it is over. Great Viney, is it over? Surprising attitude from you, Andy, because I think we've reached a pretty exciting juncture of the season. Um, if we can have a just a narrow loss to West Coast this week <laughs> and Carlton don't beat Gold Coast by too much, I think there's a really strong chance that we can hold on to 16th spot. So, uh, yeah, exciting times. Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting thing. Like when you think about um, you know how you want the rest of the season to unfold. There's lots of schools of thought. You know, people want to go out fighting, and yeah, I want to see us. For, but I, I also want to see us try things. Uh, look, for weeks now, finals has probably been gone, even though it was a mathematical cool chance. Um, yeah, I'd like to try things, but in the end, I won't be too disappointed if if we. Uh, Managed to hang on to to sixteenth or even seventeenth, and I'll take I'll bank that draft pick, and I'll yep. bank uh, a good draw next year, because um, I'm hoping that this is an aberration, and hoping things can turn around. And I've I've got like in my notes for later, sort of my reasons why I think that is an aberration. But yeah, um, mm, holding out hope, but I, yeah, I won't be uh, disappointed. Uh, I, I don't want to finish bottom. <laughs> I don't think I want to take a wooden spoon home. So let's hope that uh, Gold Coast are, uh, are the bastard case that we think they are. Yep. Um, the game on the weekend, um, the the umpiring was terrible, but both ways. Uh, some of their decisions, and we've talked about this in weeks uh, with other games as well, it was just mystifying some of the decisions, and that Gorn one in particular I, I, it cost us a goal. It was a disgraceful decision. It sure did, big boy. Mm. And uh, Max, <laughs> Max was as perplexed as anyone. And it was just, it was outrageous on the day. And uh, um, that first one in the, the contest in the pocket. But then there was also that second one at the centre bounce. And they paused that on television last night at the crucial point and both players' hands were in the others, and it was just it was a normal ruck contest. Yeah. And they just pointed out the absurdity of it. This is uh, on, on the couch. Um, but I think everybody that was there on the day and saw it on telly would have agreed with that, including the dog, dogs fans. Yeah, and so some of the – there were a couple ball-ups. Sometimes they – and I've noticed this the past couple of weeks. I haven't watched too many other games, so I don't know what whether it's happening in others, but – Sometimes they're not recalling the ball when it's clearly sort of uh, disadvantaging one of the ruckmen, and I don't know what's going on with these umpires, but something's got to change because, yeah, it's it's not great. It's not a great look. No, but look, they didn't didn't cost us the game on the weekend. No, 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 no. Um, no, no. As bad as the umpiring was. Um, look, to be honest, going in, I always thought it was going to be a struggle. Um, I wondered where we were going to kick our goals. Um, uh, Harrison Petty did really well, um, snared three himself and uh, showed a bit of spunk, um, taking some, some good marks there. But, uh, I, look, when we got to three-quarter time, I thought the same thing. I wondered where we'll get, where the goals were going to come from in the last quarter and uh, 
they didn't come. Um, yeah. And when you look at the forward line that we put out, um, it was always going to be a tough ask, I think. Yeah. So we did pretty well to get as close as we did. Yeah, credit to the Ds because I, I did expect that. It was one of those games where we we were sort of in it the whole way, but I was always expecting them to sort of run away with it. And perhaps if they had been a bit more accurate uh, early on in the third quarter, it might have been sort of well beyond our reach going into the last. But we were sort of always there, but I never really thought uh, that we would win the game. Uh, but we did have our chances, considering they, they, they did kick in accurately in the third. We we had our chances, and had we kicked accurately, and, and Petraka, if he had kicked uh, that goal early uh, yep. in, the, in the last, um, you know, maybe... We'd, we'd take the lead. They'd take the lead, get our notice in front. Momentum's a funny thing. Um, but uh, they definitely had the crowd there. Um, every time they got a free kick or didn't get a free kick, it was deafening. Um, I think there was only 26,000, but, geez, I don't know if there was 5,000 Melbourne fans there because it was like we were an away team, and not just an away team, but an interstate team. Um, where are all the D's fans? Mm, I've got to confess I was not among the 26,000, and when you say where are all the D fans, I was one who stayed away. I, my membership is a home-and-away membership, and I would normally go to to all those Docklands games, but I missed this week and it was a combination of the uh, train situation which has plagued us all season for yep. those of us living in the south of the city. Um, uh, the crappy weather. Um, it's and, an indoor stadium, uh, you, you realise that? Uh, yeah, but just <laughs> crappy weather getting to and from the ground um, and obviously the poor season. Um, and I've got to say my enthusiasm has really waned I don't ever know what round it is. Um, I don't know when it finishes. I'm praying to God it's soon. Um, I just want it to be over. And, uh, uh, yeah, let's start afresh into 2020. Yeah, I'm a bit like that. I just want this season to end. I I'm, I don't know what I'm going to do in September. I might have to go away because I, I, it'll just kill me after the excitement of September last year and being back, back amongst it after... 10 years of in the wilderness, um, you know, I finally last year got to enjoy September again and it's going to kill me this year, um, seeing some crap teams that probably don't deserve to be there. But then again, we don't deserve to be there this year. Um, I just will do some uh, housekeeping here. If you'd like to join the uh, program tonight to discuss anything we talk about, give us a call 0390163666. That's 03. 03- Nine zero one six three triple six, or give us a call on Skype at Demonland Thirty One. We love hearing from Demonlanders and uh, listeners of the show. Uh, we love your contributions and uh, hearing other voices. Uh, if you're listening to the show live, uh, join us in the chat room, uh, demonland.com/podcast. Uh, if you're listening at your leisure via SoundCloud on demonland.com or via Apple or an Android podcasting app. Uh, be sure to give us a subscribe. Uh, you'll receive updates when a new show drops. And don't forget to leave us favourable reviews. It helps more people find us. We're also on Spotify now, so give uh, if you want to listen to the show that way, you can do that. Uh, just head over to demonland.com to find the links to your preferred method of listening. Um, all right. Um, we'll get back onto it. A um, couple of the... <laughs> I'll talk about a couple of the negatives that, uh, from the game, in particular some of the players. Um, fr- um, Fritch. Now, 
He's a funny one. Uh, he's had 12 possessions at 50% disposal efficiency. I did like the fact that we moved him up forward. I, I think he is a forward. Um, not liking his game down back this year, so I'm happy that he, he's up forward. Um, his decision to play on and miss that goal is probably inexcusable. Uh and given the fact that that we don't have a couple of forwards out there with D-Mac, Weed, Smith's out, Melksham's out, I think he needs to be played up forward now. Um, I'm not in the camp to, to, to drop him. Um, I know there are some people <laughs> saying that, but with, given no, that I we're quite... he's started to work his way back into a bit of form, and that's going to be helped by the move up the ground. Yep. And yes, some of the execution and the disposal is still off a little bit. But there's also signs that it's coming back on. So, uh, absolutely, yeah, not a not a huge worry for mine. Persist and will come good. Um, uh, Mitch Hannon has barely got out of the block since his return this year. Three disposals at thirty three percent efficiency. Um, so now, what, uh, one one effective disposal. Yeah, uh, there were a number of people on Demonland saying they didn't even know he was playing until they saw he got a possession <laughs> later in the game. Um, look, I think we've, at the we've said it, you know, he got into the team out of necessity with injuries and that, I think they rushed him back. He did, we've said this a few weeks for a few weeks, he wasn't able to sort of find form and he hasn't been able to find form in the ones. It's one of those things that we don't even have the cattle in the, in the twos at the moment. Um, the interesting thing with Hannon was I noticed in one of the training reports, it might not have been from this week, it might have been the week before, that Hannon was away to the side doing specky um, practice. Really? Right? So with the bag. And I thought I nearly posted on the training thread and then I, I didn't have time or something. But I thought, that's strange. Of all the things to be working on, you're practicing taking speckies. Um, and I don't really understand that bag work. Maybe, yeah, for your main forward. Or Ruckman. But, or, or Ruckman. Or, I don't know. Even then, I don't really understand. It's, no, what, we did as, it's what we did as kids. Well, they use um, that bag in, for... In the, in the backyard, you know, bend over and <laughs> let someone take a screamer over you. So I just, yeah, I found it for a guy who can't get anywhere near the footy. Um, and, yeah, when he does, he's going at 33%. Um could be doing other things other than specky stuff. I don't know, maybe to, to build his confidence. Well, those bags are, are for Ruckman, really. Um, uh, ruck work, um, not really for specky. Speckies, as you say. Yeah, but they do the specky training occasionally. You see it on the news. Mm. I, I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Nibbler is another one. Um, I've been down on this guy all year. Um, I don't think I can accept him being in the in the team anymore. From memory, uh, he had two snaps from about thirty or forty meters out, and he couldn't make the distance. And I've been down on quite a few players that we've got that don't have that penetration in the snaps. And I saw a Western Bulldogs player. I think he actually missed the goal, but he got the ball from you know forty five out and snapped, and you know almost went o- over the goal umpire's head. We don't have anyone that. And, no, and, there's and, a problem with the snapping. You're right. A lot of them don't make the distance. And uh, Petraka has a yep. problem with snapping as well. As in he doesn't, uh, he actually doesn't sort of curve the ball around. He hits it fat. Yeah. And at more, you know, 99% of his snaps 
go straight up in the air or across the yes, ground. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, they actually don't have that curve back in them at all. So he's, he's hitting them in the wrong spot and missing a lot of easy snaps. Um, most of his points this year are from snaps about 20 metres out and, yeah, they're all over the place. But um, Nibbler is problematic. Uh, he's in a very Tommy Bug-esque kind of situation in that he's either breaking the chain at the moment or failing to capitalise on it. Um, consecutive weeks now, he's had the ball about 20 metres out um, straight in front, and this week it was a, a banana kick that missed everything and everyone. Again, I don't know whether it was aimed at a player or the goals, but it ended up out on the full. And you just think, where are these possessions going? And so far off. Um, so, look, I, I don't like to bash players and I don't engage in it online, but, uh, yeah, hard to hard to justify his spot at the moment other than uh, there's, a, um, you know, a lack of players to come in and replace in the twos, unfortunately. Um, yeah, if Nibbler was kicking goals or creating some goals, maybe, but I, I don't think he's contributing enough and I'd prefer to see JKH play, you know, Perhaps he's got it. We've said he's playing for his career, and they're not giving him that chance. Maybe they don't see anything in him and don't see any point. Uh, but then maybe give Toby Bedford or or Kay Chandler a run to see, particularly now, given that the year's done, to see if these guys can add some spark because we just don't have any spark in the forward line at the moment. Yeah, and. Uh, there was a story a few weeks ago that we we're looking at a two-year extension for Nibbler, and I'd be surprised if that comes to bear. And I'd be—that's yeah—that's not the sign of a, a healthy list. I think at his best, at his absolute best, um, he's a fill-in player uh, um, who can perhaps fill a role in an emergency situation. But um, I, I just don't see him as part of the part of the plan going forward. We've said it a few times this year, in particular, that um, about fill-in players. That um, in terms of depth, that I always thought we had really good depth, and maybe we do, but we've, I think we've been playing large chunks of our depth players together, and it, it, I don't think it just doesn't work and doesn't help out when you've uh, obviously we've had the injury issues all year, and uh, I think yeah, at best, Nibbler probably is depth player. Yeah, um, uh, George in the ad has asked in the chat room, uh, is it a you know a coaching instruction to always look for a better option in the forward line? And players seem unwilling um, to take on the game and, and do it themselves. But look, it certainly seemed that way. Um, Oliver handball to Brayshaw when yep. you know the goal was begging there. He was on his uh, he was on his uh, good foot. Why not take the shot? Um, so. Yeah, uh, I, look, I, I think we saw the benefits um, of when teamwork um, is working well last year. You know, there was actually good sharing of the ball around. Um, I think uh, the oversharing of it that we're seeing at the that's moment comes with the lack of confidence. That's the problem. The over, it's oversharing. Yeah, you know, it's failure to connect. So none of them are on the same page as anyone else. It's last year. Uh, and the whole thing is just a, you know... A mess, basically inside fifty. Last year, inside 50. last year it was smart, um, sort of uh, you know 
passing and sharing around yep. this year. It's just manic and it's a lack of confidence. I don't want to kick the goal. Uh, that's yep. that's my maybe it's not that, but that's what it seems like to me. And that Oliver to to Brayshaw, there, there was no need to go to Brayshaw because I think he was under pressure when um, or then put himself into pressure. Yeah. Oliver could have done the job himself, and and, and it's costing us. And look, Nibbler last year, he was part of those that team play that produced many goals. Um, he got on the end of a few himself and was involved in the chains otherwise, but uh, the connection's not there this year, um, uh, uh, and it's missing for many of them. Oh, we mentioned uh, Brayshaw. I think he's he's got to be injured, and not just this week. I think he spent some time off the ground, but I, I think there has... There has to be some type of injury going with him. We've said it for a number of weeks, and I know I keep saying things like we've been saying it for weeks. Um, if there's anything remotely pointing towards any type of injury, um, then get him out of the team because we need him right for next year. He had an interrupted preseason with some back issues. I don't know if it's the same thing. Uh, we've barely seen glimpses of the 2018 form from him, so it's important that he's right to go from day one of next year's preseason. Uh, he's a shadow of last year, so I hope there is an injury excuse here because otherwise his form has been extremely disappointing for mine. Yeah, yep. Look, been... It's hard to disagree with any of that, unfortunately. Um, uh, very disappointing. And Look, we don't know whether it's an injury or not, but... Uh... Uh, just cross your fingers that um, <laughs> the, the fog clears and <laughs> yeah. sunshine returns and uh, shines its light on Angus. Um, there, there's a thread on Demon Land that was started in mid-June calling uh, to consider trading Brayshaw. Um, I'm personally not in that camp and, and as we saw like last year, what he can do at his best. Um, uh, no, it's a no, 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 no. I was, was going to ask you, but and I knew what you would say, so I'll ask you this question. Uh, are you opening to listening to other clubs in terms of any of our stars? Or perhaps I'll ask you, who who's untouchable? Well, I was just about to say that Brayshaw perhaps wouldn't be untouchable, you know, if there were moves involving, you know, Whitfields or yeah. Kelly's. And We've got to be realistically like... If, who, who, Look, arguably are better than Brayshaw, so yes. I sort of can't see those straight things happening. No, no, but happening. if there was a two-player or a draft pick no, and like that. Look, I, I, you know, there's a core, um, a core midfield group there that is pretty much off the table, I would have thought. Um, so you know, who, I can't see Viney going anywhere. No, you no. can't touch Oliver. Yep, um, Gorn. I wouldn't be giving away Petraka. Gorn's not going anywhere. Yep. I wouldn't be giving away Brayshaw. Um uh, and I wouldn't be looking to get rid of Wiedemann at this point either. And I, some people are talking about that and saying Petty showed more in one game than Sam's ever shown. And I, look, as I said, well done to Petty for uh, for his game on the weekend. But I, you know, it was one game. <laughs> um, I'm not getting rid of Wiedemann or anyone else on the back of that. Um, so yeah. Well, uh, look. It was- I, you want the club to be active and creative at the end of the year, and we need to be creative in terms of uh, the way we continue to refine the list. But um, some of the suggestions online, uh, baby going out with a bathwater. Well, you, you can understand there's a lot of hy- hysterics uh, going on considering the, the season we've had. So you're going to get uh, that. And I'm sure leading into the um, the trade period, and uh, uh, you'll, you'll hear more of uh, that. Um, 
We talked a bit. You talked about Petty. Um, I was a big fan of the experiment uh, to 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 move him up forward. Uh, it's come out of necessity. I don't think they would have done it had we had a full complement uh, of players Could be a available. Good master stroke. Yeah. Look, look. We've got pretty much our three uh, preferred forwards out uh, with T Mac, Wiedemann, uh, Tim Smith. And then maybe a fourth, even they were going to play Joel Smith up forward as well. So um, it's happened at a time where we've needed to put someone up there. I mean, I, I, you can't really, there's not many teams which don't have any of their first three, four picks of forwards in in the team. And and then yep. I'll put another one, Melkstrom's even in there, even though he's not a key forward, but he's a big part of that forward line. Um yeah, I, I think they can t- should continue to explore uh, Petty as a forward for the rest of the year, um, even when Wiedemann um, uh, comes back. Uh, just on this one game, I think he played better than Sam has all year, but as you said, you know, it's just one game. I don't think we should get ahead of ourselves, just like a lot of people said based on Weed's uh, final uh, against uh, Geelong. You know, let's not get ahead of ourselves for for that one game that that he played. Um, But I'd like to see, considering he, you know, I think he took five marks. He's kicked three goals. uh, His hands look good. Um, Let's let's persist for the rest of the year and let's see what we can do. Maybe we can turn him into a forward, just like Nita uh, started up back and (laughs) and turned around. Maybe not saying we've got another David Neitz on our hands, but uh, it's, a, be good? Look, it's a good Look, we effort. can do it now because the back line's uh, back. So, um, yeah, you know, he's not needed to fill in the holes that existed, um, you know, uh, down in the back line for earlier in the season. So, And I liked uh, some of his work sort of up the, up the ground, sort of like, like Jesse sort of did last year. So if we had T-Mac... Yeah, if we had T Mac down down uh, in in the goal square and had him sort of running up the ground a little bit, um, I really like his hands and I like his I like I liked what I saw this week. So let let's persist with it. D Zephyr asks in the chat room, why does it seem so hard for us to clear from our kickings? <laughs> yeah. Which was a good question, particularly in the third quarter when the dogs kicked twenty seven points or whatever yeah. it was consecutive points and we didn't seem to get it outside 50 in all that time so yeah i don't know i don't know why um i think kickings for as long as i've uh, known the days i don't think we've ever been successful in being able to clear from our kickings um danny hughes had such a big kick that <laughs> it tended to go towards the center of the ground when he kicked in um it just seems every other team's using the that the new rule uh, better than we are. I think we're still uh, tending to just sort of chip it around and sort of slowly get out of it. But and then if we do have a long kick outside of fifty, it just sort of comes straight back in. So I, I don't know what the uh, what the solution uh, there is. Nope, nor do I. Uh, the Proust experiment wasn't exactly a resounding su- success, um, but it also wasn't the ideal situation. He can't be, I don't think he could be expected to be the key forward. Um, I would love to see him with a fit and firing T-Mac. Uh, I would have liked him to clunk a few of those marks, but to be fair, every time the ball was kicked to him, it was kicked up in the air and he had two or three bulldogs flying to spoil. Um and yeah, it's, it's not ideal. Uh, Gorn and and or Bruce being the sole focus there. 
But uh, actually, he probably missed a few marks that he should have taken. There are a couple that he could have clumped. Yeah, yeah, there were a couple. That through, but that happens. I'm not... Um, yeah, as you say, it wasn't a resounding success. Not the best of circumstances. Um, and I trust he'll probably proceed with it. Um uh, because, well, do we know about weed? The, the the article that just came out sort of a, an hour or two ago, just the Misson report, said he's a 50-50, um, and I think the same <laughs> is for Tim Smith. So, um, right. yeah, and weed, as Whispering Jack loves to say, the mystery injury of the week uh, just came out of nowhere, calf injury. Uh, yeah. We seem to have one or two of those a week, and it's... Uh, it's getting a bit frustrating this year. Um, yeah, with 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 Prusy, uh, I'd like to see him with T Mac in the team. Obviously, we're not going to see it this year, or even Weed um, if you're going to play three talls. Um, but let's be honest; I, I think if you have those two guys in there, I don't think Goodwin's going to play a th- big third tall like Pruce in there. I don't know. I don't, uh, um, uh, but I want to see the experiment continue for the rest of the year. Just just let. Max and him sort of play together um, while we don't have T-Mac in the team and maybe just give him some minutes. Yep. And look, then you've got Fritch and Petraka as sort of medium-sized forwards who can also provide an option down there. Yep. Um, we saw Tracks the... set shot kicking is per, is fine from, from a distance, isn't <laughs> yes. it? Yes. Well, he's he kicked... perfectly confident and yet you can see the pressure when he's closer to goal. Kicked a beauty sort of on an angle uh, early in the game. And then, yep. uh, you know, I think we said earlier that the one that he missed uh, was quite costly. Slight angle. Um, yep. But, yeah, there's a, there's a lot being said about his the drop of his, uh, how high he drops the ball. Um, I'd like them to look at that over. <laughs> I would have thought they would have already looked at it, but uh, I don't know. Um we saw the return of uh, Lever and Jetta, and I think they'll both be uh, better for the run. Both looked a little rusty, but that's to be expected. Uh, Jetta made some... I don't, don't think Nev could go any worse for the run. He made some critical errors, uh, you know, that, that miss ball. Uh, I'll put it down to a lack of uh, preparation. You know, we've seen players rush back all year. Maybe he was rushed back too, too quickly. And uh, we know that Jetta would probably be just as filthy about some of those uh, incidents. Uh, he'd be, he'd be uh, very hard on himself. He's very. Uh, we know how sort of self-critical he is, um, and how, how much he doesn't want to let his teammates down. But he's got plenty of credits in the bank. So um, even the harshest of critics um, would have uh, would have forgiven him uh, a bad game on the weekend. Well, I did see some. I can't remember who it was. I'd love to name and shame them. Someone on on Demonland said that he's done. Jetta's uh, cooked, and I can't I can't disagree with more. I think he's still got some great football left in him. So sh- shame on you, uh, whoever said that. Uh, yeah, next time he will Nev, be named. <laughs> I don't think Nev would agree with that assessment. Either, no, so. no, I don't think so. Um, the reception on Demonland uh, was mixed for, for Lockhart. Uh, didn't get a lot of the ball, but I thought he did uh, a good job on uh, JJ. Um, didn't do a lot, JJ. Yeah, so, um, yeah. And we did Maybe. pretty well to stop their run, mm. um, that running game. What we didn't do well was stopping. Uh, 
Dunkley's brother, unfortunately. Yeah, what did did we get the wrong brother? <laughs> we always get the wrong brother, but uh, this one went uh, bef- uh, before we got ours, so we I don't think we can call that one. He, he's a good player there, there Dunkley. Um, he had a fantastic game. Yeah, um, did, did we didn't we didn't did we not put anyone on him? Well, not a hard tag, I don't yeah. think. Um, Our hard at times tags... I saw I saw Angus going with him, but whether he was, yeah. Harms was so good with the hard tags last year. Why, why are we not doing that this year? I wasn't. I admit I wasn't having a, a look at that during the game, and I haven't watched the game um, again. So no, no, I, 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 just... I don't think Harms was on him. Why but, wouldn't uh... you do that? Um, you know, a guy's been so damaging. He had, I think, at half time, he had twenty odd possessions already. I think he would, you'd say, all right, let's let's change our game plan. And that's probably something that a lot of people have been critical about Goodwin that he's too slow to make moves or to or too stubborn to make any moves at all. And that's one that I would have thought would be a no brainer. Um. Too much handballing to stationary targets, or again, handballs too high or too low, or, or bullets to a guy who's who's centimetre away. It's it's again, this is just a lack of connection. Yeah, and yep, it manifests in myriad ways. And I said this last week, we really do not have any quality small forwards. Um, and this is something I think we really have to to yeah. go in hard when we're, we're at trade week, perhaps pinch someone from somewhere. Um, we might have to give up something to get it, but we we really need it. Uh, you watch um, some other teams and, and we just don't have, you know, West Coast, uh, Essendon with um, Tip and Woody, we just need someone with a bit of spark that knows where the goals are and, and you know, we just got no one on the deck when the ball hits the ground. Uh, you know, I yeah. think I, I'm not... You need wa- someone doing what Jeffy was doing a couple of years ago. Yeah, I, I think that's really where we're deficient. I, I think our back line is strong and if we can get all of them on the park, like where the band's getting back together, the back line, and I think in a few weeks... And that'll be the end of the year. But you know, Lever will work in with May and everyone else, and and when in and Hort, we've got Hoare as well. Our mids, I think, can bounce back to twenty eighteen form with full pre seasons under their belt. So I'm not worried about our midfield. All of them seem to have some injury and an interrupted pre season, and we know that's that's been a killer. Even though we've had them all year, um, it just hasn't been been the, the same as last year and I think that comes down to the preseason. Um tall forwards if we if T Mac can be playing next year um the same way he did in the past few weeks before he got injured as opposed to the first half of the season I'm not worried with him and uh, whether Petty and Wiedemann steps up to the plate as well. So I'm not worried about our tall forwards, not worried about our midfield or our back line. We really just need some small forwards I think. Uh, to add to our game, half forwards, because that's where I think we're falling down at the moment. Yep. Hannon, Nibbler, it's just not working. Um, nope. Salem, once again, show, shows his class. Uh, Maxi, uh, they've been our probably the two only consistent shining lights this year. Uh, yeah. 
um, Marty Hall might yep. squeeze into that yep. too. Although he was dropped early um, and now he's injured, unfortunately. But uh, finally, we saw Jack Viney getting a bit of step and toe back in yeah, his game. Jack had a good game. My one criticism is his kicking. I think there's a thread on Demon Land talking about his kicking. And I don't look, I don't think that's going to improve. But I think his the last couple of weeks has shown a lot more. Um, but yeah, some some of the kicking, he just bangs it in and I think that's been a criticism of him along the way and he's a better kick than his dad though yes Todd Todd was a terrible terrible kick and it really limited his impact as a footballer for a part of his career and then in the last few years he actually became a really good kick um, a little bit like Robbo in front of goals sort of that transformation so Jack's not the worst kick, no. but I think for me most of it is is decision making rather than execution. I think he can actually be a pretty good kick, but uh, he's either not looking or looking and taking the wrong option too often this year. So yeah, for mine that's that's where the the improvement or the change needs to come. Uh, I was happy with uh, Petraka's game. He, he stepped it up sort of each week, last couple of weeks. I'd love to see a four-quarter effort for him. A lot of people were critical of him for sort of going missing uh, in the last quarter. Um, well, this goes back to George's point because before, at some stage in that final quarter, he had the ball on the boundary line about 30 out and he tried. he had the chance to have a shot and it would have been... It was a difficult shot, but he could have taken the game on, as George said, and said, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a crack here. But he tried to centre it and it got picked off. Um, so, you know, had that worked and had he kicked um, the goal that he missed, then that's two goals in the last quarter or a goal and an assist in the last quarter, and he would have been, a, you know, effectively the match winner. Yeah. Um, so he, he's sort of playing, playing really well in his role. But, um, yeah, uh, he could be better still. There's really a lot of spark in his game now. He's breaking through and um, really wrapped with him. I think he's he's, uh, definitely, definitely improved out of sight this year. I mean, we knew they would get to there, but um, doing it on a more consistent basis. Yeah, and he doesn't need to do the fend-off, does he? Because he... um, He's just so strong, he yeah. just sort of barges his way through the pack. So he's he's good to watch when he's like that. And he's getting more confidence. Yeah, it's definitely his, a confidence. His ability yeah. to do that. So it's good to watch. Yeah. Uh, I was wrapped with, uh, I really like Stephen May. Um, I, think, I think we've justified uh, th- that pick, uh, giving up that, you know, the, the trade, the pick, the... I just love it when the ball's in his hand. Uh, obviously, would have liked him to have kicked that goal in the last. Um, and I really, I can't wait to see him rock up uh, day one of preseason, fit and firing. Uh, I think he'll be a gun for us. Yeah. Yep. Showing plenty of uh, yeah. promise, and that's what we got him for. Absolutely. Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, Lewis and Jones? Um, I've had enough of Geordie Lewis, to be honest. I'm not sure uh, we it's should interesting be. Interesting to see him, to see him, you know, um, playing in the middle, 
for extended periods uh, again this week. Um, yeah, I'm not sure we should be playing playing Lewis, uh, given that he won't be there next year. Um, yeah. I'd be happy to give a guy like James Jordan some games under his belt without the pressure of us having to win. Uh, I'm not talking tanking. Um, I just think it's good preparation for next year to give a, a young kid uh, who, from all reports, he's been good in the twos and just to give him some games under his belt. I don't think that can hurt. Um, I don't, don't know if we should be persisting with Lewis, really. Yeah, well, the club sort of said, oh, you know, we're still, uh, you know, we've got his leadership out there, um, which is important. And I, I don't know. Maybe he is still giving that direction and guidance out there, but there's not a lot beyond that that he's offering. Um, yeah. You know what, I think ground. that leadership maybe uh, went... Uh, the thing that annoyed me about his game on the weekend, sorry, is I've just That's been right. reminded about it because I didn't watch, I haven't watched the replay again. I only watched it uh, at the time. Um, too many occasions he tackled with his hands on yep. the weekend. Um, not his arms, but his hands. And that's just, that is absolutely weak as piss. And it's not good enough um, for anyone, and particularly for a player of that seniority. Um, yeah. Uh, where are you uh, at with Jonesy? Um, George is just saying that Lewis tagged Bontempelli out of the game, so maybe I missed that whole aspect of it. But uh, Bontempelli played a little bit up forward as well um, and definitely wasn't on for the game, missed some easy ones, dropped the ball outside. I don't know. Yeah. And I wasn't, I must admit, I wasn't watching um, who was tagging who. So, George, if if you think you tagged him out of the game, then all right, I'll, I'll take your word for it. Look, um, the other thing is, and this is where our own sort of biases come in, I've sort of, I've given up on Lewis. So I suppose when I see his game now, I see the flaws more than anything. Um, such And those things stand out and get highlighted to me, such as the tackling with the hands, which, um, yeah, which just looked really average on the weekend. It happened more than once. Kicked a ripper goal. Um <laughs> I was right behind, right behind the goals. Then uh, that was nice. Actually, he, he he sort of picked the ball out from the ruck uh, contest. Uh, yeah, but that's we needed it. every. <clears throat> excuse me, we needed everyone that we could get. <laughs> uh, where are you at with Jonesy? You know, sometimes he can look a bit cooked at times, and I guess well, thinking with your your head and not your heart. Does he go around again next year? I obviously um, think they'll, they're not going to delist him or, or anything like that. Uh, I think I'm going to take the game. easy option out and say, let's see how he goes in the final <laughs> six or however many weeks it is. Yeah. Because it's hard to um, it's hard to leave the heart out of this question. It's so hard. Um, and look, it does some players. It comes the end comes quicker than others. But Jones had quite a few decent games earlier in the year. Um, and was playing well at a time when others weren't. So yeah. don't write him off just yet. No, I'm not. I agree, though, at times he does look, uh, it looks like it's catching up with him. Yeah. But that, that, that could also just be, and we've discussed this on previous weeks, the players knowing deep inside that the year is done and so that extra effort and energy is missing. 
and perhaps that's what you're seeing. You're seeing the absence of that. So that could be part of the equation too, rather than him being finished as such. So there's a, a thread uh, on on Demon Land um, gains amid the wreckage, which is uh, season 2019. Uh, what are your um, well done to the poster there, Pitmaster, because I like to see positive threads. There's yep. a sea of negativity online, and I get that too. Some people have been following for a long time and have yep. had a gutful, but I like to see the positives, um, the silver lining um, there in the clouds, and that's what Pitmaster's done and others have contributed, and there are a lot of positives to the year, and I've got no doubt that in totality it'll be a good learning experience for everybody, both players and coaches. So um, we'll come out stronger at the end of this. And, uh, um, yeah, hopefully those gains um, can help build something good next season. So who are your, what are your silver linings of, of this uh, disastrous year? Um, well, Marty, as we mentioned before, Marty Hoare is one of them. Yep. Harrison Petty could turn out to be one of them. Um, I think Lockhart's uh, shown plenty. Um, Oscar Baker's shown a bit. There's promise there. Uh, as College Asney pointed out in the thread, uh, Jaden Hunt has rediscovered yep. the mojo, which he lost last year. Um, and actually, we should have mentioned him before. I know he said Max and uh, Salem. Salem have had very good years, but Jaden Hunt's had a pretty yep. good year too. Yeah. Like to see a bit more consistency, but he, he's been one of our leading goal kickers uh, this yep. year. I'm not sure if he still is, or if not, he's his first or second. Uh, so, yeah, he's had a good year. Yep. And as you pointed out earlier, we're going to get a pretty decent pick in the draft and possibly a, a much easier draw too. <laughs> so, look, and there's also, you know, we've got six weeks now to... Um, to, to work on things and to get creative, to refine the plan, develop other plans, <laughs> which is seems to be the most important thing on Demon Land, have backup plans, don't just have the one. So, yeah, you know, I'm a glass half full person on these things. All right, well, uh, it certainly will be an interesting sort of uh, end to the year and then uh, going into the, the trade period um that might be the most exciting thing about our, our season. Um, hopefully we do feature in that and hopefully we don't get uh, bent over a barrel <laughs> as a lot of people seem to think we do every uh, trade period. So um, let's hope we're holding we some cards. Or first. Yep. <laughs> or both, actually. Yeah. <laughs> At the same time. Yes. Um, as we're bent over. That's true. All right. Um uh, moving along, uh, if you would, just, yep, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, um, talking about the silver linings, I mentioned Collar Jasney, the poster there. Do we know what's happening with Collar Jasney, the player? Is there any good news coming out of that front? Uh, let me just consult. I had open before. Oh. I don't know where that's gone. I did have open. I might be on. I should have my done a bit of prep Facebook. and found the answer out myself. I suppose. Uh, uh, I'll just. Uh... Just what a professional podcast person <laughs> would do. Yeah. That's if we had any professionalism in us. <laughs> um, 
This is an amateur production. Uh, make no mistake about the, that. They're refurbishing the Demon Land studio at the moment. Well, so well I am back. Our in... archives are <laughs> offline. <laughs> I am back in the um, in the Demon Land studio this week. Uh, if you were listening to the last two podcasts, I apologise for any sound. Uh, uh, issues with that. I didn't have my normal equipment and um, I was also the apartment that I was in had windows that were paper thin so you could probably hear um, the sounds of, uh, of the Gold Coast in the background. I do have our injury list uh, in front of me. Collar uh, uh, Jasney is still listed as TBC so that's, that's not a good thing. Um, with that, I'm just looking, perusing the article if there is anything about him, but it doesn't look like there actually is any mention of him in Misson's um, report, um, which isn't a good thing either. So, I, I, and it just says head. So, <laughs> I don't know if that's a concussion, if that's neck related. Uh, what constitutes uh, the head? And I just note in Baghdad Bob's training report from Thursday um, that he uh, that he wasn't cited at training, so he's not uh, not doing anything at training either, or, or not uh, um, uh, not with the main group anyway. Um, out of, out at Goshers, maybe he's doing something indoors. Who knows? So according to, to Misson, uh, Wiedemann is starting to prog progress okay. He'll have a run today. <laughs> He's probably a 50-50 chance of playing this week against West Coast. He said that uh, Tim Smith will also look to push his case as he works towards a complete recovery from his injury concern. Uh, Smith has missed the past two matches after hurting his calf in round 15 with Misson confident of a return to full fitness he had a significant re rehab session today with a view to train on Thursday and then play on the weekend. So looks like he might be back. Um, he went on to say um, uh, Marty Hoare, Tom McDonald and Jeff Garlett have all undergone successful surgery in recent weeks with the former the only one likely to return this season, meaning uh, Marty Hoare. Marty is having his first run today, but he's probably a little bit slow with his range at the moment. Uh, he'll definitely miss this week and potentially next week as well. Uh, Tom is now one week post-off, that's Tom McDonald. He's off crutches and walking around, and someone did mention um, that they saw Tom. Did you see that uh, on Demonland? Someone saw and spoke to Tom and said nice. that he's uh, walking around and uh, will be ready to go pre-season, uh, won't miss anything. Uh, but then again, I did hear Jake Lever in preliminary final week last week saying he'd be aiming for round one and <laughs> yep. you know how that went. Um, Tom uh, said we'll get him into the gym next week to start doing some strength work with him. Uh, uh, Jeff Garlett's surgery went well. They didn't find any more damage than what we thought was there. He'll probably be out of a sling later this week and he's heading up to Alice Springs on Thursday to do some community work. Uh, meanwhile, Jake Melksham foot, that's a, that's a one Melksham because uh, he's been listed as either four to six or three to four weeks for forever. forever. So uh, Jake Melksham, Foot and Tom Sparrow Knee are less than a month away. Well, that's almost the end of the year with the duo looking to return to training next week while Billy Stretch Foot is on a similar timeline. Billy strung together a couple of runs now. Um, he's just starting to do some agility work, which will tell us a little bit more about his progression moving forward. 
then he does go on to talk about Aaron Vandenberg, uh, who I'm very worried about. Uh, Aaron Vandenberg has had ongoing trouble with his foot this season. He's slowly making progress. Vanders has put together uh, five or so sessions now. We're looking to start to increase his volume a little bit, but his time frame is yet to be confirmed. So I don't know if we're ever going to see Vanders play ever again. To be honest, if not, I don't know how long you'll be able to string Look, I together. I think you're almost a hundred percent right there. I, I don't really have any hope at all, um, unfortunately. Fingers crossed that, uh, yeah. But you know, um, these periods of uh, a sort of rest and then reloading, unfortunately, you know, haven't worked no. how many times now? So. Yep. So we've got uh, Smith and Wiedemann both listed as tests. Marty Hall, two to three. Stretch, Melksham, Sparrow, three to four weeks. And uh, Tommy Mack, uh, College Asney and Vandenberg, all TBC. And then Garlett, Joel Smith and uh, the Nitschke and uh, Walker uh, seasons. Well, actually, the guy Walker shoulder one, he's listed as indefinite. So I don't know what the difference between season, indefinite and TBC are. So... <laughs> Um, yeah, fun and games. Uh, I didn't see, well, I, I got to the game quite late due to train issues, uh, getting to the ground, uh, had to change train stations cause apparently trains on my line weren't running on Sunday. Uh, so I missed, I was hoping to catch some of the, um, the Casey game, but didn't get to see it. Um, um, Guessing it wasn't televised, or was it? No, it was. It was. It was. Channel Seven had the the full cut through. I didn't see all of it either. I actually tried to go to the footy and couldn't <laughs> get near a train station, so I spent time going to a train station and then coming home. So I missed some of the Casey game, but uh, uh, then saw sort of the last part of it. But. Um, uh, there's there's not many Melbourne no, players there. No, <laughs> so it's it's thin pickings. Look, we've spoken about uh, Kennedy Harris. I saw he had a few touches in the time that I was watching. Uh, for mine, he can't go any worse than Nibbler's going at the moment, and deserves, uh, I reckon, deserves to you know to be given a chance. We've discussed that before. So, um, but beyond that, I don't think. Um, don't think there was too much of note going on. Yeah, just looking at the best, got uh, Corey Wagner, uh, Hutchins, who's not a Demons Lister player, Kennedy Harris is in there, Maynard's in there, and Baker's in there as well. Yeah, um, yeah so I look, I saw Baker going on a few runs and actually thought Corey Wagner provided a bit of spark. Now that you've just read that back to me, you jolted a couple of memories. So, um, yeah, those few players that were there did all right. Yeah, I'd like to see. Um, I'd like to see us try a few things, whether they put uh, J JKH in or not. Uh, give him a, a, a last go. Uh, he's had thirty one disposals, um, and oh, he's only kicked a, a point. Uh, the Bedford, uh, maybe if he's got a bit of spark, he didn't have a lot of touch. Looks like he only had seven disposals, but he had seven yeah. tackles. So, so I like that 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 endeavour. Um, and it's the same with uh, Chandler as well. Um, yeah, didn't have much of it. Yet, yeah, not much in there. Apparently, Spargo didn't play, and he's not listed uh, in the injury list either. So, don't know what's happening there. 
lot of... Uh, He's just mystery of the week, is he? Yeah, got a lot of those. Um, all right, uh, well, can you... What changes this week? Do you... What do you do? Well, they, they're some of the... Well, we've got to suppose we've got to wait and see on Weedman. Yeah, yeah Weedman and Smith. It doesn't sound particularly it, promising. doesn't look read, like... Read between the lines it, of what you're so saying. He's not playing this week. No, oh, oh. I wouldn't have thought so. Oh. Oh. Is that not connected? Hello? Hello, oh, fellas. Hold, hold on a sec, B-Man. I just got to change the uh, the audio input so that you're coming through uh, our mixer loud and clear. Just, just bear with me a second. Got B-Man on the phone, uh, Grapeviney. Uh... Yeah, I'm not sure about this B-Man caller. <laughs> um, he had a really good season last year. Um, very mixed results in 2019, like the rest of the club. And I suspect that he's a bit like Goody and probably didn't watch the preliminary final. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm yeah not convinced about Binman. Let's see what he's got to offer this week. Binman, I don't think you were able to hear Grapeviney then, were you? Oh, what have we got? Oh, 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 oh. All right. I'm uh, on the fly just, oh, there it is. <laughs> there it is. It is all connected now. Uh, Bin Man, uh, good evening. You're on the air. <laughs> I, I, my phone has a app where I, when I get sledged, it automatically cuts off. <laughs> Could you actually hear what Grapeviney was saying? Oh, just the end of it, I heard that uh, <laughs> he wasn't convinced with my... Um, performance just, just, and then my phone just went dead so um no, I just, I, I said I, that... like the team i had a probably scratchy off season maybe over celebrated a little maybe got ahead of myself and um, um it went downhill when i um was relatively bullish about the uh, west coast game uh, i apologize that uh, you didn't get onto the air a bit earlier that the computer that your your voice is coming through was the one I took away with me and when I came back and connected it all up I, I didn't uh, I didn't connect one of the cables <laughs> that's why uh, you weren't on you're on the Gold Coast weren't you you didn't buy it from the Gold Coast footy club one of their, their communication <laughs> tools or no I no I didn't uh, they're having a fire sale of everything and everyone there so get in quick yeah players Everything, coaching staff. Well, don't don't be too hard on them. They're the thing keeping us away from a wooden spoon this year. So, um, yeah. What did, did you go to the game on the weekend, Binman? I did go to the game, and um, my first thought was uh, my eyes must be going, but I couldn't see across the other side of the ground. It looks so murky. I'm thinking it's a billion dollar stadium, and I would have maybe not that much, but. The lighting is terrible. They, I think they released, like, well, they did a little bit of a uh, firecracker show beforehand or something. And, um, it didn't clear. Um, the smoke seems not to have cleared. It was like watching it in the English P-Fog for a while there. Yeah, you're exactly right. I, I, I was on, I was behind sort of the goals uh, at one end and I found it very difficult to see the other end of the ground. And you, you know, I forgot about the little fireworks display that they and fire uh, display they put on before the game. So, yeah. Definitely had, um, had an effect, yeah. I, I mean, I, I 
It's hard to watch that game. I haven't gone back and watched the replay. I was actually more frustrated with that game than I have been with many games. Last time I was probably that frustrated was the Saints game, where I mean, I thought I was actually really confident we were going to win that game, or and I changed my tip from Melbourne on the morning back to um, Bulldogs. So that was the one positive, um, or two Bulldogs, one positive from the day for me kept me near the top of my tipping contest. But I, I, we match up well against them. We, I think we've beaten them the last three times. They don't really have a forward line that... Um, well, Norton is definitely a gun-down gun player, but Shackies don't rate him hugely. Um, I think our game style, they don't expose us on the spread. It's a smaller venue, which, again, helps us with that, that issue with the spread. Um, I just think that uh, I was—I re- could not believe how ropeable I was. I don't normally get that upset um, about Fritch's decision to play on. You might have already spoken to about it. I only came in 15 minutes ago, but it was—I looked down and I couldn't believe. It. I said to my mate, "What happened?" He said he's taken the shot. I said, "Look, we're only 25 metres out, and he goes back and kicks that. We're one point down with a full, as it turns out, two and a half minutes to play." Um, he would have looked up at the clock at that stage. It was only 26 and a half minutes yeah. at that point. Yeah. It, it was inexplicable decision. Um, and it really spoke to me of a sort of mental fragility that's not just him, but the rest of the team seems to have just not been able to get past this year. So do you think he, he thought there wasn't time or what, 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 was, what, was, what do you think was going through his head? I can't believe he thought that because I looked up at the clock and thought it was 26 and a half minutes. There's heaps of time and there's heaps. And he would have had the boundary line, you know, maybe he didn't have the sort of wherewithal to look at um, the boundary line, but they would have had a sign up saying how long. But 26 and a half minutes, average quarter's 30. The second quarter went to 32 minutes. So, you know, there was there's no way, you know, I, I would have thought, yeah, if it's 29 and a half, 30, Sure, maybe he's under pressure, but even if my mate was saying when we argued about this a little bit, he said, "Well, you know, exactly that. Maybe he was under pressure time-wise, but he could have just gone back and taken a set shot and only taken 15 seconds to do it. Um, you know, if we, yeah. it, it could never have been the difference between a win and a loss, except if he did what he did and missed the ball. He, um, I think he was rattled because down the other end, he missed an absolute soda." from about the same distance, albeit on the other side, um, you know, from about 25 metres, 30, where he hit the post, you might recall. Um, and I just reckon he was worried he's going to miss it. And, I mean, he's a beautiful kick normally. Yeah, I, I I think I disagree on this one, Ben, man. And I think it goes back to George's point in the chat room earlier about players sort of, you know, um, willing to take the responsibility on. And I think he backed his, his uh, skills in and backed himself to do, and I think he just he mucked the execution up. And I get the anger. It was, it was hard to tell. I was I was I wasn't at the game. I was at home, and uh, he took it so quickly. The cameras actually missed it. They were replaying because it was a free kick, wasn't it? Rather than a mark, or was it a mark that he took? No, it was a mark, and it was a nice bit of play, sort of tick tacking down the ground. And that was the other frustrating thing of not taking advantage of it. But yeah, it was a mark. Um, yeah, anyway, they were showing the replay of the mark and then they came back and it was a point. Um, and you sort of saw, I missed the actual plan, but, yeah, I, I sort of tend to think that, yeah, if if you're confident about doing it, then go for it. Um, but, yeah, he obviously got it wrong. The well, dip- yeah, I get that, but I've not seen him take that shot across the body. Like, out the other end, he didn't. He had exactly the same distance. 
um, and chose to do the logical thing and take a set shot. So he's, I haven't seen him take many shots from around the body. And I mean, I guess I, I take the point, but maybe it's a sort of thing across the league. But surely the percentage play, if you work out the percentages of kicking that ball through, it's a set shot, take your time and kick a uh, drop punt through the goals as a percentage player. Maybe that's a yeah. bit old school and, you know, everyone seems to like to turn it no, around the body as at you the say, moment. But uh, percentage play, so, yep. Whatever, whichever choice he made, he then had to execute and kick the goal. So, yep. you know, maybe if you, even if you let him off the hook for making that call, he, hit, he missed. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, and then that was really a game. But to be honest, it was actually quite ironic watching it because the third quarter was like watching us in the mirror. Um, they should have. They should have been four or five goals up. They dominated that quarter, um, couldn't put us away. Um, and we've just seen sort of completely listless and didn't really have any sort of flow going in that quarter. But that's what happens, I guess, is, you know, if you can hold off momentum, it's happened to us all year, hasn't it? We haven't taken advantage of the momentum. Uh, the other team have got ahead of us. The Adelaide Crows game and the, um, the West Coast game are the two best examples of that. Yeah, I mean, the ball was locked in their forward line for large parts of that third quarter. Um, and look, not all of the opportunities that they had were were um, were gimmies. You know, quite a few of them were sort of those half chances, but um, could easily have been uh, four or five goals. Five goals to the good from where they were, for sure. And what's, one thing what's that really stood out for me watching the game, actually, was how much better their overhead marking was than ours. I mean, like I've been lamenting on Demon Land all year and, and I've, I've mentioned it on the podcast a few times but how bad our kicking is. But that, that game, like they were just marking the ball so much better than us. Partly that was a function of um, their kicking to advantage was better. But even when we were kicking the ball, maybe to our disadvantage, but um, they were killing us in the air and we didn't seem to have anyone who could take the ball and mark it and stop it. Um, Proust missed a couple of clangers. And Oliver had a couple where he really should have swallowed them and missed them. And um, as did Brayshaw missed a couple of gettable marks as well. So we just couldn't seem to stop the ball in the air. Uh, do you think that has anything to do with um, the, the the stadium and the lighting perhaps that uh, we're not used to and they are used to? Um, not sure if, if that's a valid excuse. Um, this is why we're 16th. Because of this bloody <laughs> light and smoke business at Marvel. We were also trip- slipping. I won't say tripping. We were slipping over quite a bit. Um, and I didn't notice them doing it too much. And it's obviously not wet. Um, so did we have? do we have the right boots for this stadium? That happened earlier in the year too. I noticed on a number of occasions where players have slipped up. So... I don't know what's happened to the old, uh, the old screw-in stops. <laughs> they were the, they were the good ones, weren't they? Yeah, always missing. I was always missing a couple on my boots. <laughs> I certainly, hopefully, I hope they weren't tripping. But um, you know, some of those players weren't moving all that freely. I didn't think Lewis was moving all that freely. I don't know about tripping, but he was. Um, he was at one point. I had to laugh where he kicked that goal, and. Um, he kicked it like it was the right thing to do, not bend down and pick it up, but it wasn't as if he had a choice no. because he wasn't going to bend down and pick it he up. He would have got caught. <laughs> he would have got caught. So he made the right call, but 
it was like a, a an old man's kick at the ball, and um, um, I mean, I thought he played played all right. I thought Jones played better than some gave him credit for, um, and I've, I've liked him on the halfback flank actually. Uh, do you think we talked about it a bit earlier? But do you think we should be playing Lewis now, given that he's not going to be there at the end of the year? What are, What are your thoughts on that? It's a tough one because I think actually it relates to Jones because Jones is playing his best football for the season in the position that Lewis started yep. the season in. Um, but they're not, so, play, they're not playing Lewis in that position though now. In the centre. Yeah. Oh, well, they're playing him I mean. in the centre, yeah. yeah. They played him in the centre in the last couple of weeks yeah. on the weekend, um, which allows Jones to go back. Um, and clearly Brayshaw's injured. I have well, no that's... question in my mind that he's carrying something. So yeah. they're not putting him in for big minutes in the centre. So someone has to go in there. Yeah. And then who's that then? If it's not Lewis, maybe it's Wagner or I don't know. So I think it's actually really just circumstance that's getting him game time. Well, we, I don't know if you heard us earlier talking about Brayshaw, but I said that uh, he's definitely carrying an injury and should we be playing him and not getting him cherry ripe for next year because I think he's been playing with an injury for most of the year. No, I didn't hear that, but uh, he, he evidently is. Like, he evidently... Like, there's something... It's also his attack on the ball is not quite where it was. No. Um, whether he's protecting himself a little bit. I think Oliver's the same as well. Like, Oliver doesn't quite look... Look, I think that's really the story of the season. And it'll come out post-season. You'll hear about these players. It'll, it always happens. You, you know, we couldn't get the full pre-season. And did, like, just like when Jones, we found out two seasons ago, I think it was, that he had a broken neck for half the season or a neck injury, not a broken neck. Um, but we only found that out six weeks into pre-season. Um, that will all come out. And, um, you know, again, as I've talked about before, it's footy culture not to blame injury, but we just haven't. We just haven't had a fair crack at it, and we've not got a good depth. We we don't have the depth. So, you know, I put on Demonland a couple of weeks ago. We've got Dunkley, who was playing under 18 footy just two months ago, and we've got uh, Jay Lockhart, who um, was playing in Tasmania last year, wasn't he? So, is unloading in an average season. They're not playing, are they? Yeah, he, he was unloading shipping containers just a couple of weeks ago. Um, Someone said pre-game that there was a cloud over Clary, that they had heard something somewhere. Uh, he certainly didn't look like he was um, the Clary of old, uh, so perhaps there is something to it. Maybe Clary was also carrying some injury too. Well, I mean, he's, he had shoulder, shoulder surgery, didn't he? So there was talk earlier in the season about him releasing the ball uh, really quickly to avoid that contact and it. You know, I, I think there's probably something in that. Yeah. Yep. What else, Bidman? What 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 other uh, thing? What else can you tell us? <laughs> well, the, it's actually I think there's been a really interesting um, discussion on on Demon Land in the last week or so about game style. It's been going on all season to to a degree, and even in the last season, but it's crystallised a little bit in the last week or so in terms of this notion that um, our game plan doesn't stack up. Um, my personal view is that we you can't really make an assessment of that given what's happened this season and that if Goodwin believes in this game plan, that it makes no sense not to de- it makes no sense to deviate away from it this season 
uh, and try some other game style. If he thinks this is the one that's going to get us a flag, then we've got to keep playing it. Um, the jury's out, and I can see the argument why the sort of chaotic crash and bash um, game plan has its limitations. But um, I think that this is not the year to, to assess that. Um, and I find it interesting, actually, the sort of rise at the moment of Richmond. Um, we have a very similar game plan to them. We've, they've adjusted theirs a little. Uh, so have we. I think that's not given much credit. We're definitely holding the ball more and, and chipping it around. Um, but they've got their last six games at the G. They're likely to win five or six of them. They'll push for top four. Um, they made prelim last year with that game plan. We made prelim. They won the flag before. So I think people can get sort of persuaded too easily by recent history. And, um, you know, I'm really hopeful that our game plan will stack up uh, and that they stay the course on them. Well, the pressure's yep. certainly going to be on on the coach next year. Um, he definitely can't afford to, to have another year like this. Uh, I know we... Don't want to make excuses for had the injuries, but uh, with a few coaches falling already this year, uh, the media loves uh, getting on people's backs, and I think he's had a bit of a pass this year, but he won't get a pass next year, so it'll be interesting. Yeah. If all um, if all things return to normal and we've got a, you know, um, we don't have the horror injury stretch that we've had this year and all those pre-season... Uh, surgeries, then we go back to, you know, um, go back to sort of level pegging and uh, hopefully we get a, a clearer read on where this team and where this list and where this coaching group are at. But I'm like Ben Man, I've still got faith. Um, and I think it's, you know, some of the um, some of the talk on Dan and Landon that Goodwin is Goodwin the right guy threat is just outrageous. <laughs> and you've got people who are effective, who are trying to um, trying to argue that all the good that's happened under Goodwin is a result of ruse and the only thing really on Simon's shoulders um, is what's happened this year and I don't think that stacks up at all. Well, not only doesn't it stack up, it actually contradicts some of those same posters were highly critical of Goodwin's game plan in so far as it moved away from ruse and ruse has been actually quite critical himself, I've heard, um, in the media of his man-on-man defensive style. He talks about it all the time, playing on the uh, the defender, playing on the forward's hip, which is a completely different to what Goodwin does. So yeah. you can't have your cake and eat it too. You can't say that Goodwin's come in and riding on Ruse's um, uh, coattails, but that he's changed the game plan around completely and that, that's got us to a prelim. Um, but, you know, now, it's, now we're seeing the flaws in it. Um, you know, there is a question about whether that sort of chaotic style can stack up in a full season, and I think that that's what's happening in AFL. It's such a ballistic sport um, that make 23 rounds is a, you know, a lot has to go right, um, which is why I think, you know, what we're seeing a little bit, the scoring is so low, partly because teams aren't really wanting to press the go button. Um, they're holding off to make the finals, essentially, like they do uh, in NFL and um, in other sports where the sort of key game is get to the finals. Yep. Yeah. Um, I once had a chat to a guy involved with the um, the GPS uh, technology that goes in the back of the jumpers, and he was saying that, you know, in terms of the sports science guys, they're looking at three peak things, peaking at the right time of the day, 
the right time of the week and then the right time of the year. And that's, the, yeah. you know, you've got those three constant goals. But the main one is to be um, at your absolute peak there at the end of the year. Um, yeah. At the business end of the season when the real stuff's yeah. being played. So given our uh, interrupted pre-season, we should be uh, peaking right about uh, Christmas time, I think. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Slightly <laughs> off kilter this year, but hopefully we'll get it back on course. Yeah. I will say, though, like that doesn't change my view at all that we've made some bad decisions. in. We've put a lot of eggs in the, in the contested ball basket. Um, I was totally against getting rid of Watts. Uh, I understand and respect the decision. Why? And I understand Ruse's, you know, Ruse is the man. He makes those calls and, you know, he lives, all the coaches live and die on those calls. Um, so it was his call and I get it, get the reasons for culture and those sorts of things. But yeah, our lack of ability to hit targets inside 50 has been the most commented on thing by everyone this year, external and, you know, footy, um, Melbourne fans. Uh, and he was the best at it for the last 10 years at the club and by far the best kick, better than Salem, better than anyone. Um, he certainly wouldn't have run around and kicked that arm around his body um, like Fritta did. He would have gone back and slotted it. It only taken five seconds probably to do it. Um, but we really do need, it's been discussed at nauseum, we need outside run, but we need some elite kicks. Where well, That's where we're really getting hurt. Um, and it's, the problem is it's a hard fix because... Even if you do it through the draft, there's no guarantee they'll get, you know, they'll be impacting straight away. Um, and it's easier said than done to go out to the trade market and pick up an elite level kick. Someone like a Suckling, who, um, who was, you know, that's who we should have targeted three years ago, Suckling uh, or Savage or, you know, and that's the sort of play we really need. Be an interesting uh, off season, that's for sure. Um, B man, anything else before we wrap things up? No, that's all from me. Great, Viney. Anything from you? No, I think uh, I think we've uh, done it justice. <laughs> uh, I take it neither of you are, are off to the uh, Alice uh, this week. I'd love to be. I've been to the Alice game once, and it's a lovely place to watch football and seemingly to play football. Uh, none of the humidity issues that you get in Darwin, um, and it's a nice ground there. So. Um, yeah, I don't think we're going to have too nice a time on the weekend, unfortunately. Yeah, I was going to uh, take uh, one of my daughters up there this week, but she has uh, a dancing practice on Sunday that she can't miss <laughs> as part of her dancing troupe. So uh, that uh, that was all messed up. So maybe next year. Are we still going to the Alice next year? When does this uh, when does this end? <laughs> Never. Never. <laughs> We're stuck. <laughs> We're stuck. Um, what do you think uh, in terms of we're, we're playing this year, Adelaide and West Coast? I, I, I'm, I'm willing to bet there'll be a big West Coast contingent uh, going over there. Um, would, who would you prefer to play up there? Would you prefer to play those teams that are going to probably bring in a bigger crowd or... Um, I'm not fussed about the crowd. And look, what are the alternatives? You don't want to be playing big name Victorian clubs. There. No, but maybe one of the you expansion teams. Playing, yeah, no? but if, if you said, oh, let's play the, um, you know, Gold Coast there or whoever it is, Gold Coast and St Kilda, then people would be saying, oh, you're taking a certain win at the G and yeah. maybe 
turning it into a 50-50 because it's a neutral ground. So there are arguments against whoever you play. And I think this whole business of the crowd, big deal if the if a f- crowd of 4,000 people or 5,000 people is sort of against you. I mean, that's suburban footy numbers. So, um, yeah. Yeah, not a factor for mine. I, uh, I, I actually quite like the Adelaide game because we stumped them and we looked a uh, million dollars. So I, I'd love to play them every year up there and make it our, make them our bunny up there. <laughs> well, oh, yeah, we played them in Alice Springs last year. That's correct. Yeah, it was the reverse. And we were dynamite in that match. We were just absolutely dynamite. So, yeah. What so happened? This game is Alice Springs, isn't it? Yeah, I'm not thinking Darwin. I haven't got this confused. Yeah, no, we put we played uh, Adelaide in in Alice last year. We we played the Alice game yeah. first last year. They've re- reversed yeah. it. I'm not sure why uh, they've done that this year, but uh, yeah, are they doing? They're not doing. Are they doing a big thing production like they did last year? It is, but it, well, it's not as big because it's not taking place in the Doug Nichols round. So yeah. Oh, yeah, we've missed we've missed the rest of the fuss that happens around uh, Indigenous players. But um, Channel 7 is still putting a fair commitment to it and it's still called the Heart of the Nation game. And good right. to know that the club's doing the usual community work up there. So there's still a lot invested in um, turning it into a good spectacle, which is great, I think, for all involved. And it's terrific that um, West Coast are coming off a... Uh really demoralising win. That's that's great for us, really. It's, um, <laughs> we'll play them at their very best. So if we do win, we will earn it. Um, but uh, I think we can pinch this one, maybe. Um, I think we can win. From here on in, we might be a spoiler. We can knock off some sides on the way through and hopefully damage their top four chances or final eight chances or um, uh, and hopefully we'll get no more significant injuries. Yeah, here, here. All right, boys. Uh, thank you very much uh, for your contributions uh, tonight. And uh, we'll be back uh, uh, next week. Uh, same time, same uh, same channel. Um, Great Viney, thank you. And Bin Man, thank you as well. Go Demons. Let's go, those Demons. Go, All right, thanks, Bin Man. We'll uh, chat with you uh, hopefully next week. <laughs>